We've been trying to reach you concerning your vehicle's extended warranty. You should have received a notice in the mail about your car's extended warranty eligibility. Since we've not gotten a response, we're giving you a final courtesy call before we close out your file. Press 2 to be removed in place on our Do Not Call list. To speak to someone about possibly extending or reinstating your vehicle's warranty, press 1 to speak with a warranty specialist. You're watching Power Dunk Super Sports, the only program in the city bringing you all the latest news from the year's biggest event. And I knew that the light was on this time, so I just got started. There was no delay, so you can't say anything about it this time, Flicker. Yeah, uh, I know. I'm proud of I'm, you. I'm Slugbug. My pronouns are she and her. I'm Flicker, and I use any pronouns. Uh, and we have two guests here in the studio with us today. Um, I, you know what? Just choose who goes first amongst yourselves. Well, if, uh, if no one's going to say anything, I, I can. All right, I'm go- I'm just going to start. My name's Rex Powers. I'm uh, he, him. I'm from Waypoint City. Uh, I'm Elliot. My pronouns are he, him. I'm from Florida. What, you have Florida? Uh, yeah, I am from the Republic of Florida. Oh, so, okay, at least it's still an autonomous state. That's good. I was confused that our universes are too different. Yeah. Wait. Y'all have, like, independent Floridas? Uh, well, it's not called yeah. Florida anymore, it's called Dreamland, but, you know, used to be, uh, used to be, uh, a U.S. state called Florida. Uh, our, ours is a country called Florida. It also used to be a state, uh, but then when they were, uh, making all the new countries, Florida became its own republic. Guess Florida being independent Wait. is kind of a multiversal constant? Yeah. Um, not so sure about that one. Well, okay, the question is how much, when do you consider something independent? It is under corporate rule, but, you know, not under U.S. rule anymore. Uh, I think ours is still just, like, a state. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think it's separate from the rest of the country. Yeah, we don't have a U.S. anymore, so. Oh, oh, okay, no, we still, we definitely still have a U.S. Wait, so you were saying they made, like, a bunch of extra countries, what's the deal with that? So, um, in the 70s, supervillains took over, uh, the United States and Canada, and then when they were defeated, instead of becoming the United States and Canada again, uh, a bunch of people just kind of started making their own little countries, because, uh, so I haven't been to a school, I, I hear that's where you're supposed to learn these things, but... From what it's been explained to me, uh, there was something about no, no single point of failure in case of a supervillain try to take over a country again. So now the Canada and the US are a bunch of little countries. And I'm from the Floridian Republic. Huh. Alright, I guess that, you know, I can understand the thought process there. So is it like a post-apocalypse kind of situation over there, or is it just, you know, states broke up? 
I I mean, uh, like the states broke up. I I mean, Florida's nice. Uh, the All the right. new states of America are is pretty good. De- Detroit was really interesting. I think that's the closest to a post-apocalyptic area, but I think that's more because they declared themselves their own city-state, um, like independent of any other of the major countries and. People were angry about that, but huh. um, I mean, even like the uh, the place that still really liked the, the supervillains that we went to was, you know, nice on the surface, but you huh. know, that it, it. I mean, not nothing's like constantly blowing up. Like I've, I mean, that's good. That's generally good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really don't want things to be blowing up. At least not unplanned, I guess. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, if you schedule it, I guess it's fine, but, like... <laughs> yeah, if it's unplanned, there's a lot of paperwork. Uh, so, uh, Rex, you're here representing uh, Team Waypoint, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at least that's how I understand it. I uh, I actually don't really know how I got here, but, um, you know, I'm dealing with that as it happens. Mm. Yeah, but... If it's your first time, the whole March Madness thing can be a little confusing. Yeah, I genuinely didn't know that there were, like, like string theory was right. Wild. Wild things to find out. Uh, so what can you tell us about your team? You know, just so the folks at home can get to know more about them, other than what I have in my files. They're not, like, that detailed. Mm. Well, most of them are out already. Unfortunately, the only one still in is the best member of the team, which is my sister, uh, Max. But uh about the other ones like i'm I've, I've kind of become i'm kind of their pr agent and like i've been max's pr agent for like about as long as she's been a superhero so like since she was 7 um the rest of the team i've kind of only met recently and also there's this guy willoughby crowley who's in the event who's apparently from our universe i literally don't know who that is apparently magic or something I think it comes with the name, because there's, like, another Hawthorne, or, no, I was thinking of Crow- or Crowley, yeah. Yeah, that's my my teammate, uh, my friend Amanda, uh, she's, I, I think, the other Crowley. Oh, alright, alright. Well, either way, I don't know either of them. Uh, I know Starbolt and Brainwave. Brainwave sounds a bit weird, because, like, they've been, they, they've only been using that name recently, usually we just call them Moon. That's, like, mm-hmm. their normal name. As far as their species does have names, I think it's also just like a nickname. And yeah, moon, moons, moons. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to talk about it here or like if that's as big a deal in your universes as it is in mine. But moon is not from Earth, so to say. Um. D- don't worry. All your secrets are safe here, in a sense. I mean, I don't know what's been going on. So I, I talked about this. I don't know who all can hear this at any given point. Uh-huh. But like here, aliens is not abnormal. All yeah, right. we have we've had a few aliens around in Apex City. There was a- well, you even had like a you know some heroes that went out to space for Ooh. a bit too back in what like the seventies, eighties. I don't really remember when that was around then. There was like this big VR alien in round two that I that I heard about, so I was assuming that like aliens aren't as weird because like I gather that that one is maybe based on a real alien or something. 
Yeah, I think so. I, I'm not entirely familiar with it myself. Yeah, so I don't know too much about what happens in that city. Yeah, so in our universe, basically, like aliens aren't a thing, or like at least they're not publicly a thing. So, kind of a kind of a wild thing to meet one. Um, but we all kind of got used to it pretty quickly, and like most people don't even know that she's an alien, although she does kind of really look like an alien. But, like, we also have just a bunch of metas that don't look like normal humans. So, it's kind of easier to blend in. Mm. So, uh, Elliot, you're here with the team Listen to These Nerds, right? Yeah, I've... That's what people keep saying. I, I, It was on the invitation. I don't know why. Uh, I mean, we're not really, like... Like, I... A lot of the, the other people in the competition are, like, real-deal superheroes. And we're, like, a bunch of kids on a road trip. So, I mean, like, uh, I, but yeah, yeah, um, me and my friends are, uh, yeah, on a road trip, it's me and my friends, uh, Zach, uh, Marcus, Amanda, and Ankh, um, uh, we were all, uh, beaten in the first round of the tournament, but the nice people who are running the tournament are letting us hang out. Uh, for a month, uh, which is really nice. I I think uh, I'm pretty sure Amanda has uh, hasn't left uh, the uh, like the luxury like resort parts of the area. Something about uh, not having to live in the RV for a month is really great for her. That's valid. I could definitely see how that's appealing. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, you know, with the exception of ecstatic, your your teams are mostly out. Have y'all been looking into any of the side brackets or anything? You know, those little side tournaments that people put together. I've been trying to get them to join those, but like, uh, I don't know. I thought it was kind of a cool cross promo opportunity or something like that. Something to like, you know, make the heroes or the citizens of other universes like our team, because like in our universe, at least we're also pretty small we're like a street level team at this point but i was thinking like hey maybe we can promote ourselves and then it kind of dawned on me that like after this event is over that's probably not going to be much use right because everyone's going to be in different universes the it's kind of been hard to convince them of doing that but i did manage to get at least my sister into that cooking competition yeah i mean you never know when you're going to meet some of these people again. I know, like, even some of them make a, a big deal about traveling around dimensions. I don't know if they do it for fun or not, but they, they certainly do it a lot, I hear. Especially, like, the Team Otherwear folks. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, I I ran into uh, Mystic the uh, a little while ago in the, the practice area. The, she seemed pretty cool. We're actually having a matchup i think against one of one of them in the next round i've i've had talks with their pr agent about that one. Oh yeah yeah uh we'll, we'll cover that here in a little bit but yeah uh ecstatic's up against uh otherwares special agent yeah, that one, yeah. You, s- you said their pr agent who is their pr agent uh i i'm not really at the point of names i think uh Oh, what was their name? Basically, what they told me is, like, Thermite is a kind of military person, doesn't want to really promote herself, but, like, the PR agent says it's really important, which, you know, I agree with. We could we could get to that point. So, 
Elliot, you said you're not really much heroes. You're more doing like a whole road trip thing. What's like, what are y'all up to? I mean, clearly someone thought you're, you know, doing something worthwhile. I mean, I guess some sort of fan, right? We've been doing kind of heroic things. Like, um, there was, uh, so, uh, there was, uh, someone who was, uh, like they, their dad was a supervillain and they were cheating in, uh, giant mech, uh, battles. So, uh, we were like a sub, a substitution team for the, um, uh, for, for a team that, uh, we kind of had a, uh, kind of got into an accident with them and their, like, limo hit our, uh, RV and then we, uh, agreed to, you know, pilot their mech for them in, in the competition. And it turned out to be this whole thing and we ended up finding a supervillain called, uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, Baron something something. He he had a big. Uh, we fought alongside like one of the local heroes in his giant train mech. So, I mean, I guess that's pretty heroic. And then we did fight. Uh, like this like evil lich guy who was pretending to be a hero, but also he was like the dictator of a city. So, I mean, I guess we did kind of heroic stuff in that way. Um, are, are giant robot fights common where you're from? Uh, yeah, it's the new America's biggest sport, giant robot combat. Huh. That, that sounds kind of cool. That does keep sounding like post-apocalyptic to me. Uh, you haven't really uh, convinced me that that isn't post-apocalyptic yet. You know, I've seen a lot of shows like that. Yeah. I mean, like, there's, like, competition-level mechs, which is what we were in, and then there's, like, real, like, superhero stuff that, like, uh, Steam Driver, uh, that, uh, was piloting, and it, it's, I mean, it, it's really, it was really cool, uh, uh, when we passed through DC, we went to the Smithsonian exhibit on, like, how it all came together, and how like it started out as like a resistance thing to to uh like make sh- give people a chance to fight back against the 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 super they 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 were called the directoriate they uh and yeah it, it was it's i mean it, it definitely came from the whole supervillain thing but it it's like just a part of that country now like they use them on like farms and stuff that's that's wild. I, yeah, I don't think we have much mech stuff here in this dimension yeah, yeah. that I know of. I mean, like, we got, like, me and my uncle have made, like, kind of like a power armor thing, but that's that's the closest we've got, and that's still, like, not much bigger than a car. That does sound real rad, though. Like, kind of makes me feel like our universe is a boring one. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, you also didn't have... I'm guessing you also don't have, like, a large, like, super hazardous, like, mutant jungle in the middle of your country. Are you really sure that you're not a post-apocalyptic world? Like, very sure. I mean, like, (laughs) I've heard Mexico's really nice. They never fell to supervillains. That does sound right. Uh, I mean, and they're like, you know, like, Europe. Europe's a place, and, uh, I mean... I think it's mostly just North America that's like this. That is how I remember it from the movies, too. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, is it an apocalypse if it only happens to, like, two countries? Like, hmm. Yeah, like, I guess it's a little too localized for a word like apocalypse. And, uh, and I, I mean, it's hmm. not like, like, civilization fell apart, it was just, like, under yeah. the totalitarian rule of supervillains. And you still have states, so that's something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're I countries mean, now, but they're still states. Yeah, yeah. I mean, then they're they're like cities and stuff, and like it, it's not like we're like fighting bandits on like on the road or anything. Oh man, I hope there aren't bandits uh, <laughs> on the roads. I found a thesaurus in this uh, in this desk. Uh, maybe it's like a debacle, maybe mm. or a, a catastrophe. Uh, Those will sound a little less than apocalypse to me, right? Uh, yeah, I yeah. guess you could call it a post-catastrophe world. That sounds fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess like post-debacle. Mm-hmm. Post-debacle does sound very fun. That's a very fun yeah. thing to say. Yeah, it makes it sound a lot better than post-apocalypse. Yeah. Like you know, it's like yeah, something happened, but like you it's know, all about it's just spin. a debacle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More PR friendly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's it's not super dangerous. It's just we get into a lot of trouble. Also, because there are various things hunting my friends. But that's mm-hmm. not, that's not like a everybody thing. Like, nobody's hunting me. I think, I, wait, is somebody hunting? That's, I'm going to feel real bad if it turns out there's someone hunting me. I hope not. Yeah, that would, yeah, that'd be rough. But yeah, no. It's... I mean, if even if you were being hunted, you're safe here. Yeah, this is this is Kopi. There, there's all sorts of defenses around here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like you know, there are like there are superheroes in our world. We're just not like an official team with like PR and like funding and like costumes and code names. Uh, we're just, you know, getting by, I I guess. I mean, getting by is still plenty good, I think, right? You know? I mean, sounds like you're worrying about a good bit of things, but, you know, it's not like you're in dire straits all the time or anything. Yeah, no. No, no, we're we're, we're good. We're good. Well, like, like the, the whole hunting thing is kind of like, like a, you know, every, like, few weeks kind of thing, not like an everyday thing. So we have time to do stuff like go to malls and, uh, you know, um, attend square dances. I, I learned what square dancing was recently. That was fun. That does sound pretty good for a post-debacle world. I think you're holding it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's the what's the mall situation in y'all's universe? Yes. Is... Uh, so, uh, we went to a big one. It, so, the, uh... It used to be called the Mall of America, but America is not really a thing anymore. So it's now called the Mall of the Great State, uh, Great Lakes Territories. Huh. Um, it was pretty nice. I I spent most of my time in the food court. They had an all-you-can-eat buffet there, and oh wow, yeah. Um, I mean, I've people are weird about uh, my friends are weird about food. Like they they're always oh you can't eat twelve corn dogs. Oh, you shouldn't eat the mutant sap from the mutant plants in the plant zone. You know, I'm, I've never had a problem with it, but, you know, 
I guess my friends have weak stomachs or something. I hear that. I hear that. If if there were mutant plants from the mutant plant zone in our universe, I would also be eating them. Is it like big corn, you know? They got big corn in the plant zone? Yeah! Like that, just fine. Yeah, yeah, I think it, it it's like... It, it was originally supposed to be like this thing where they would use mutant plants to feed all of the directoriate states, and then when the supervillain who was controlling the plants got taken out, the um the plants kind of grew on their own without supervision and became an impassable wall of green dividing the country in half. Oh, that's uh, it sounds like it'd be really impressive to see. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was it's it was very cool. Um it was, you know, only moderately life-threatening compared to some of the other stuff we've done. Sounds good for a road trip, at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what road trips are like in in your dimensions. I imagine it must be easier because everything's like one country, and you don't have like different rules every time you you cross a border. Well, two countries, because like I'm I'm from Dreamland, so I do have to pass through the border into the United States. But right, right, you are f- from yeah. A- yeah. Less, yeah, yeah, less traumatic separation of states, though. I, I, from what I gather, uh, basically, some guy just bought the state and made his own country there. Oh, oh, that's that's uh, we're we right before the the we got pulled into this whole competition. We were going into the uh, the free market states. That's where a bunch of companies bought everything. Uh, yeah, that sounds about the same. Yeah, yeah. Here it was. This big. Hollywood movie producer guy called Doug Dreamer, who was like really into new technologies and into, yeah, you know, free market stuff and all of that. And ultimately, he wanted to build the perfect country and essentially bought the state of Florida from the United States. And since then, it's been known as the happiest country on earth. And I've had the privilege of growing up there. Uh, it's, it's, it's great. It's, uh, I'm I'm corporately required to say that it's great. Uh, did it have like a clause for interdimensional travel? Because I'm not sure if that holds up here. Well, I guess, but when you've been kind of parroting something since you were five, it's it's a little bit hard to fall out of that. I kind of can't That's say fair. negative things about Dreamland. I don't know what would happen to me. I've been in joy conditioning in fourth grade, and they tell you there that some really bad stuff happens when you talk negatively about the great Doug Dreamer, so... Yikes. Are, are, are you sure your world isn't, like, debacled slightly? It does sound a little bit debacled. Yeah. Maybe just a bit. I mean, it's just... It's just Dreamland. And... and and Waypoint, I guess, too. That one was also built by venture capitalists. But, you know, otherwise it seems pretty fine. Huh. Yeah, what's the deal with Waypoint City? You've, you've talked a lot about uh, the, the the state of Dreamland. Or... Yeah, Way, Waypoint Sorry, isn't I... there. Waypoint is, like, it's, it's this city, the city of the future and all that. They built that basically on the halfway point between Washington, D.C. and New York. Kind of, like, in cooperation with a big superhero from our world back in, like, 1964 called Starbolt. And in our team, we kind of have the new Starbolt, who's, like, you know, 
the the one who takes over the mantle. Either way, like they're a speedster, they were a speedster, and basically having a city at the midpoint meant that he could protect basically both cities and that city in the middle. It was like a PR move, kinda. And they built this city to have like, you know, again like a perfectly planned community. The idea being. It can have, like, it can be basically built from the ground up with modern sensibilities. Like, it didn't have car travel at all, because, like, back in the day, they were like, ah, oh, cars are ruining our inner cities and all of that. By now, they have cars, because it's just not practical. But uh, it had this, it has this magnetic, uh, this magnetic highway, basically, for, like, train carts, which is really cool. It's basically a relic at this point, and only for tourists, but yeah, really, really cool futuristic style all over that city. And it became the the headquarters for the biggest super team in our world, the SOS, the the syndicate of superheroes. So, did they wow. build, like, a third Statue of Liberty between the, t- the other two? Uh... I I mean, I don't think so. The SOS building is a pretty famous landmark, though. It has, like, these DNA strands of steel around it. It's pretty cool. Huh. And then I guess it's called Waypoint, because of, like, the whole half Yeah, because it's a waypoint, you said? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. okay. Alright. I, I, I don't know. It's something that you, like, learn about pretty early as, like, this really cool place that you always want to go to. And, like, when Max got, like, ecstatic, when she got invited to the SOS to become a member there. We were all really excited because that's like the big leagues. That's like the big team and we've been applying for so many superhero teams. But uh, turned out that Max wasn't happy with how they do things. They, they kind of arrested this guy in the in in a big mech suit. Like not not like your universe mech suit, more like slightly larger than a man mech suit. And oh yeah, like, like I've seen a couple. Of yeah, those. I, I helped build one. Yeah, and they kind of arrested him because he was attacking the magnetic monorail, and like for a couple of weeks. And they actually brought him in as like their entrance exam, and turned out that he was the guy in charge of the magnetic monorail system, and was kind of you know scamming them for insurance by destroying his own shit. But he was too important, so they didn't arrest him, but instead gave him, like, a small fine and let him walk. And, yeah, Ecstatic and her new pals who were also joining that day were like, no, I think we're doing our own team, and left. Yeah, just putting people in danger like that, that that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, the city's kind of ruled by this corporate council, and he's on that, so they, I think, legally can't even arrest him. Well, that's bullshit. Yeah, kind of. That sounds... That sounds pretty debacle I'm, I'm I'm not going to lie. I mean, if you consider capitalism to be a debacle. I think it might be more of like a like a catastrophe, or a disaster's also a in yikes, there. maybe. Another apocalypse. A, a tragedy. A double whammy. I guess that's... Double whammy sounds good. Huh. Our world is a double whammy status. Yeah, that, that, that <laughs> sounds right. Like, not full-on debacle, but, yeah. you know... And, Man, this is really changing my way of thinking right now. I hope I forget all of this once this event is over. <laughs> Don't want to deal with that. Yeah, I think it really is on a case-by-case basis. Mm. Sometimes it just sort of passes, and then you won't remember until next year. And even then, it's not always like a year, depending on where you're from. Oh. Could be really weird yeah, if only like some of us remember it. Cause I know like uh, some for some people it's only been like a month since the last one. 
Although, I guess that's even weirder for people from Protean when it was Halloween for a whole month. Yeah. Time seems pretty weird for everyone when this... Yeah, and that's before Professor Paradox gets involved. I know. Do you think he has any, like, hands in this? I mean, you're the one with the the pegboard. So, like, involved in the event? Was your event attacked by a supervillain in the past? Uh, I don't think they want us to talk about it. Yeah. All right, I'll file that in my mind under things not to think about, then. Just, uh, be be careful, (laughs) is I guess what I can say. I'll relay that to the team. I mean, the last year, they, they everybody was on like a an island. They had to like survive on an island with a bunch of dinosaurs. So already, you have a leg up compared to that because you just get to hang out and then jack into a computer. Yeah, that does sound significantly safer. Mm-hmm. And farmer fun. I don't know. I heard some people had some fun with Dinosaur Island. Uh, I guess we could probably start talking about the bracket now. Sound all right with y'all? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start by finishing up the uh, the round three stuff. That's not quite over yet. Uh, starting next week, we have uh, Velvet up against Quetzal. Velvet's from Moon Harbor Extended, whereas Quetzal's from Moon Harbor. Hmm. Uh, just a reminder that round three. This is the the big lizard one, right? Or no, no, this is the longest night. Yeah, this is the one you can't give up hope. The big loser one. Yeah. What was that? The big loser one. Not the big lizard one. The one where we <laughs> uh, keep I mean, losing all night, right? Yeah. So we have Velvet. Uh, She's goo. she got no bones. None. Uh, Can, like, turn into spikes and climb around. Whereas Quetzal... Uh, she's got, like, the ability to fly and to have super strength. Hmm. Now, I know Velvet was part of a team of, um, I guess it's kind of like, almost like a community service thing, maybe, I guess would be the best way to describe it. Oh, like a former villains kind of reformer thing? I don't think any of them were straight up villains, but something adjacent, I guess. That sounds cool. But I also don't know, like, how dedicated it would be to, you know, saving and chasing villains. Yeah. But I also don't really know much at all about Quetzal, other than what's in this, you know, flimsy folder over here. Well, I mean, uh, if she's a former villain, maybe she's used to losing a lot. I mean, it sounds like generally there are... That is true, yeah. are a lot of heroes out there, and I mean, she probably wouldn't still be, she wouldn't ha- be a hero if she could was, you know, super successful as a villain, right? That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna start passing these files out here in case y'all needed to take a look. Mm. Uh, I, I, I have to say, like, um, so, uh, Ankh, one of my friends, is also someone with no bones, um, Big year for no bones. Yeah, that's that's what I've been hearing. Uh, and uh, uh, from what I understand, he he was probably the closest out of all of us to uh, making it into the next round. So I, I have to imagine that having no bones is like a a big a advantage in the composition. Like, 
like, even if you fail, you still don't have any bones, right? <laughs> you know, that's a great way to think about it. I mean, a loss can't really be back-breaking if you don't have a back. So... Yeah, yeah, okay. I guess we can give him that. It's a great way to think about it. Uh, next matchup is AV from Team Moon Harbor up against the Golden Glove from Team Nerds on a Roll. Hmm. Now, uh, AV, this keeps coming up. AV's powers are, they're like reality warping stuff. The, the stuff in the folder doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's like teleporting and like shaping reality and stuff. That does seem very Where, strong. Yeah. Whereas the Golden Glove uh, is bonded to like an alien warlord suit thing. Yeah, I I, I don't know I if was it's up against suit, him in the, but... in the first round. Mm. So he's um yeah he he's a, he's a tough competitor. Um, I I have to imagine that uh that if AV's like really strong and like a reality warper, uh. They they probably don't have a lot of experience, you know, losing. Uh, you know, you say that, but also she she's talking about stuff that like makes it sound like she knows exactly what's going on. Yeah, at all times, and it's it's. Con- That's also the direction little, I was thinking. Like, it's I would a little think, unsettling. Yeah, I would think someone in a big alien war suit would kind of usually win, right? While someone who's like, I don't know, sort of has a hyper-awareness of reality or something like that, would be like, oh, maybe I'm supposed to lose here and just not let it phase them. Like I said, though, the Golden Glove's been, uh, you know, I think this is their third year in the competition, been in all three. Yeah. So, you know, he's been around the block a time or two. Can it be all wins, you know? Might also give you kind of a thought of like, hey, this is a challenge and I keep losing. Maybe that's the point. I think that's kind of the thing, right? Can they figure it out? Yeah, and at that point, you just sort of just got to keep going until they say you're done. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I guess if they, like, if they aren't invested in, in you know, uh, you know, uh, like, trying to beat an impossible scenario, they, they probably won't give up hope. Or is that giving up hope if you, like, this is a weird one. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like with the the biggest fear thing. Everybody was talking about how they've already faced their biggest fear, but at that point it's not your biggest fear anymore, is it? Yeah. Uh next matchup we have uh Team Waypoints Ecstatic up against Otherwares Special Agent Thermite. Uh what can you tell us about Ecstatic, Rex? Well, for this round, um Man, this is a really weird thing to say, because, like, this feels like the reverse of what I should be doing as her agent, but, like, Ecstatic is really used to losing at this point. Um, like, since since that team, since the whole team turned down the SOS, things have kind of been real bad for them. Uh, they kind of got, like, they have a place to work out of now, basically in the worst part of town, uh, in Riverside, which is, like, the old docks. And they've mainly had one big case there so far, and it went real bad. Like, it uh, ooh, it was really bad. Like, they were at each other's throats. Um, they kind of didn't even find the villain. They almost, like, lost one of their team members to a factory fire. It, oh. 
it was real rough. And that's why I think Ecstatic is going to be able to do this, because they're still doing it, right? Like, that didn't turn them down. And if if that, like, that day of everything going absolutely terribly horrible didn't deter Ecstatic, I don't think anything can. And, like, a Night Patrol for sure won't. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah. if you're going to be failing all night, not every failure can be, like, a big catastrophic one, right? Yeah. You're not going to have too many debacles on a night when you're going to have a lot of them. And I think a night where everything works out perfectly would be kind of the exception at this point, so... Uh, on the other hand, Special Agent Thermite, uh, you know, looks like she's got more, like, a, uh, organized training, I guess, kind of like they do here at Kobe. They, you know, looks like she works for something called Aegis. Yeah. Um... She's got, you know, super strength and can shift her arms into, like, magma. It, I think it really depends on what, like, she's been taught. You know, if her training has set her up for the possibility of having to deal with very, uh, difficult... Long odds? Yeah. Yeah, I, I imagine it's gonna be whether she knows how to deal with failure. Like, if she's, you know, very professional and but, like, again, it, it, I think it comes down to who's more used to succeeding. Uh, because I, I'm, I'll, I'll say it, I've been swayed by, by the argument. I think, uh, if you have a lot of experience, like, in really bad situations, you probably aren't going to lose hope as much. So, I, I, I don't really know anything that this, uh, this a- agent thermite has, or, sorry, special agent thermite, has done like what situation uh she's been in but um yeah, from what i gather she's been through like pretty extensive super soldier training and i would assume that they'd like i don't know that there'd be like a psychological element to that to dealing with failure but i don't know i don't know her personally uh i just i just met a pr agent yeah all right uh final one for this round is uh blue beetle from team das comics up against mystic also from team otherware mystic was on the show you know a week or two ago oh yeah yeah i i i ran into her uh a little while ago in the practice area she seemed to be hard at work there the impression i get of mystic is that you know she works really hard like she's had a lot of trouble with her powers and you know trying to overcome that and i think i don't think she's a type to give up hope considering you know what she's has gone through uh meanwhile blue beetle she's um she's got a alien suit can uh you know lets her fly and shoot beams and stuff she's got environmental scanning um, but, you know, I, I don't remember what Darren was saying about how their team is viewed over there in, uh, Patch City. I don't know if they're, they're used to, you know, being down and out or having issues getting things done. Yeah, I haven't bl- met Blue Beetle yet either. I've met, uh, again, a teammate who, because of, like, there's apparently some people are organizing some sort of big speedster race, and they were asking about Starbolt. But uh, the impression I got was that they've, like, also not had the the easiest time uh, recently. And I think that that kind of thing would steal you the most against 
against this this kind of competition. But I'm uh, like, let's be real. Everyone here is a superhero, and I think everyone's failed before, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the thing we bring up. We try to bring it up every week that uh, we're not saying that this person can do it and the other person can't. It's more about who can do it more effectively or more efficiently. Everyone here can almost definitely get the job done, or you know, not a lot of people here are even going to give up. It's more of a like the judges have to take it from where things lie. Exactly. Um. Also, though, just to say in Mystic's defense here, uh, you know, she's part of a team that, I, from what I understood, you know, traveling through dimensions, not exactly knowing where you're going to end up next or how to get back to where you were all the time. Yeah. So she might be in a situation similar to, or might have been in a situation similar to this before, in the sense of trying to, you know, find a way to a place that you can't quite get to. But that's it for round, was it, round three? Yeah. Let's talk about the uh, the two confirmed round four matchups. Let me get, uh, let's see, what is round four? It's the Cruelest Mirror, right? Uh, yeah. So, for that one, each hero's gonna be uh, teamed up with a sidekick that has their exact abilities, except better in every way. And if they ever doubt their own powers, their powers will start to fade. The Whoever can, you know, take control of the airship without losing their powers, you know, takes the victory. Uh, for the first matchup there, we have Portia from Team Moon Harbor up against Boom from Team Rollout. Um, I don't know. I think I don't know Boom's the one hosting that baking competition also. Oh, yeah, yeah. then I've actually met them. Yeah. About organizing that. Yeah. Uh, so boom, she's got super strength and flat and can, uh, fire energy projectiles or explosions. Whereas, uh, let's see, who is the other one? Portia? Yeah. Uh, she's got, like, spider magic. Or spider-themed magic. I don't know what the difference between those two sentences would be, but... I'd imagine the lack of actual spiders in the second one. Um, I don't know. Like, you could do, like, web stuff, but you couldn't actually, like, make spiders if it w- you were just spider-themed. Wait, are you telling me that spiders aren't spider-themed? I mean, if you were, uh, I mean, if you had to make a hard division between spider magic and spider-themed magic, unless spider magic is magic only doable by spiders. It could also be, like, sp- hmm. magic by spiders, yeah, basically, like, web magic, right? Well, I, I think... Spider magic versus spider themed magic. Like spider themed magic is the big circle, and spider magic is a small circle within the big circle. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Either way, seems like something good to double up on, right? Yeah, uh, definitely. And you know, like Boom's got you know strength and flat. Those are classic powers. You know, yeah, doesn't hurt to have more of those. There's a lot of people with them. Uh, as far as you know, not given uh, you know. You know, not feeling down on yourself or anything. I'm not super familiar with the background of Portia, or even that much of Boom. Uh, I think you know I've only talked to her the once. Same. Uh, but you know she seems you know pretty self confident these days compared to maybe how she was last year. Yeah, I get the vibe from Boom that she's pretty confident in herself and what she can do. I think she might be able to. Do better, but I don't know much about Portia to say. 
there's always, you know, the case of if you're you're so self-confident, having that, you know, it's like uh, the bigger they are, the harder they fall, right? Yeah. yeah. I got the feeling in like most rounds so far that that kind of that's kind of what's being tested here, right? Like, can you control yourself more than can you like traditionally win in a way? Yeah. Can you keep yourself in check? And I think that's that's very interesting. That's a very different thing than what I expect from like superhero fights. Yeah, it's pretty different from how it was even last year. Because last year it was a lot of like physical challenges mm. and running mazes and dodging traps. I think they had to fist fight a lizard once. I think so. I mean, we still don't know what the final one's gonna be, right? That's true. Might be a lizard fight. Oh, could be. They have to fight Gorlocks again. <laughs> oh, again. But this That'd time it's actually about winning. Yeah, not about not knocking over the city. The uh, the other matchup that we have confirmed uh, is Virgo Regulus from Team Protean City up against Phantom from Team Otherware. Now, the interesting thing here is that Phantom doesn't have any powers. That's true. Mm. Phantom. So it's a question of how that, how does that, you know, how's that going to affect them? That is... is it going to make their technology, you know, glitch out? Or is it just going to, you know... Or is just the other phantom going to have powers, and that's going to be the big difference? That's well, a good question. You see, I, I think phantom might have the advantage here just because they're, like, from other dimensions, and they might have actually met versions that they consider better of themselves before. Like, this might just be a thing that they've dealt with. That's a good point, yeah. I mean, I guess it could be, like, if I was there, because phantom... Uh, it's actually one of my other selves. Uh, and I have powers related to tech, and Phantom doesn't. So I get the impression that Phantom, from what I know, and I guess maybe my own self, uh, probably is used to meeting other selves, like you said, and probably doesn't compare themselves against them much anymore. Yeah, it can be really unhealthy. I mean, I don't know about other selves, but, like, I compare myself to my sister all the time, and that's not good for me either. I mean, I could try to explain other selves real quick if you want. Yeah, sure. Uh, have you ever played the game Fortnite? I have, yeah, of course, obviously. Well, you know how there's Jonesy and then there's, like, Bunker Jonesy? Oh, so it's like a reskin, kinda. It's like a reskin, but from another dimension. Oh, alright, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, like... It's basically like you, but in a dif different world, so you kind of evolve differently because of that. Yeah. Okay, Yes. Okay. So maybe there is a universe where I did get superpowers. Yeah, there there could be a universe where uh, Ecstatic is your PR person. Oh man, wouldn't wish that on her. I'd probably be even more of a mess. Ooh. Uh, Virgo, on the other hand, is a, a space line with you know, ar fancy armor and a magic, or not magic, a plasma staff. Yeah, that's and my super vote. Super strength and reflexes. Wow. Just the description, yeah, I'm voting that. I'm sorry. Head of, like, lion-headed okay, armor? But, but, like, imagine there's Virgo, head of a lion, cool armor, and then there's the cooler Virgo. What is that gonna be like, do you think? Oh, man, that's rough. Is it like a full lion head of a man? Like a reverse situation? or It's like a Maybe full, a full lion, lion in armor. Is it cooler to have a lion head or to be a lion? You know, I'm not sure. 
how self-conscious is Virgo about just having a lion's head compared to the rest of his more human body. I mean, lions don't have thumbs, though, is a, is a big point. It's true. No opposable sure. thumbs. Or if they have thumbs, they're like house cat thumbs, where they can't really do anything with them. I was thinking, like, what if he's a lion, but with, an, with like, opposable thumbs? But I think that that would look very bad. That would just look terrifying. Okay, okay but what, what if his suit has opposable thumbs? Oh, man, that's really cool again. That's, at that yeah, point... Yeah, what if, yeah. like, okay, it's like a lion with, like, an armor suit that has, like, spider legs coming out the back so it can walk around like that, too. Yeah, I gotta rethink my choice. That sounds too cool. I would be intimidated. Yeah. Or it's just a Virgo, but in, like, a cooler color scheme. uh, uh, Another self. A cooler other self. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Daniel in the cooler Daniel. Yeah. Yeah, I think, ultimately, I'm gonna have to go with Phantom, just because of other self's experience. I agree. I am going to be curious to hear about how it affects people who don't have powers, so. Yeah. That's true. That'll be neat. All right, and that's it for the main brackets. Uh, well, I'm just going to give a shout out to, like, the side brackets I hear are going wrong. There's the, the, the bacon one. I think there's a fashion show that's going to be happening soon. Yeah. Uh, and I also heard there was a commotion going on in the arcade. Uh, the Ultracade arcade. Yeah, I, I was planning to go take a look at that. Uh, uh, mostly I just don't, I haven't played a lot of, uh, arcade games, you know, Road Trip and all. Uh. Yeah. But yeah, that sounds, uh, I, I mean, it sounds like there's something going on over there. So I figured I'd go check that out. Yeah, and it's not like a, a side bracket, but I heard my Uncle Scam's, like, working on something. He hasn't told me much about it, but I, I saw, like, some sign-up sheets being circulated around the uh the uh, well uh the the competitive center or competitive grant I don't remember what they call it, the Conway thing where March Masses is held the cool yeah. hotel we all get to hang out in the virtual hotel yeah Max has Max actually wanted to go into the fashion bracket but I had to stop her from doing that because like she's just chronically unfashionable that that would be a, a net negative on PR I think. Wow. Right, but, you know, like, some unfashionable things are, like, really fashionable. You know, it changes over time. Like, I know for a while, like, vests and overalls were out, but now they're back in. She has a, she has an, like, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, like, talk down there. I am also chronically unfashionable. Like, as you can see, I'm sitting here in Bermuda shorts. But, like... I mean, I just think, I thought they were breathable. They are. That's why I'm wearing them. But yeah, Ma- Max, like, ecstatic has an amazing costume. But mm. that one is, like, peer-reviewed. Like, th- that that one is something that we had in front of a whole team of influencers who chose which part goes where on that one. That one was a group decision. Whenever Max picks out, like, her own clothes, it's it's a catastrophe. Like, trust me, you wouldn't want her in one of these. You wouldn't want her in a fashion show. That's good to know. But yeah, maybe next year they'll have like a function show where it's just functional clothing. Huh. That's, is that that's it? is that anything? That, that could good. be. Something. Has anyone done that before? Just a costume, like a superhero costume show, would be cool. Oh yeah. All right. Well, I think. I mean, unless y'all have other stuff y'all want to talk about, I think we might be nearing the end of our time today. Um, I just hope that I get back home because I'm very confused uh, about how I got here. 
um if you wanna like if you wanna vote for anyone i can just you know lots of good options i will have to suggest that you vote for ecstatic though especially like i don't know how multiversal law works but i could imagine that dreamland is gonna sue if ecstatic like is kicked out of this competition because like you know only representative of the great state the happiest nation on earth you know i get the feeling that it's probably gonna be very difficult to sue them yeah probably yeah yeah the officials kind of just like disappear when this event isn't happening it's like a a weird thing Yeah, yeah i think someone should really look into exactly what's going on but you know Everything yeah. seems to be working out. I mean, everyone survived the last two years, so... Yeah. Can't be that dangerous. I have been threatening Dreamland lawsuits every round so far, and until this point, we've made it. So, hey, maybe it's working. Look, all, all I know about this place is that we were told that uh, if we left the RV here after the everything closed, we'd be trapped here for a year. So, um, yeah, that's... I... I I I don't know how good your lawyers are, but I I I don't know if they they're quite that good. I mean, it's a good reminder to check out on time at least if we're going to be trapped here for a year. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they're really good. All right. Uh, in that case, um, we'll catch y'all next time. We'll probably try to get one out sooner than normal. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a lot of rounds popping off right one after the other as we get near the end of the competition. Uh, and then we'll have information, we'll probably do like a, you know, post-event thing. I know Uncle Scam and Stellar, they, uh, they did a, like a live show or something. We might do something like that, too. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it, we'll talk about it next time. Uh, but until then, thank you all for watching. Thank you, uh, both Rex and Elliot for showing up. Yeah, thanks for joining us. It yeah. was a pleasure. I don't know how I got here, but thanks for having me. And I didn't know how to get out, so I just stayed here and let myself be recorded. All right. Uh, Bye. Bye. See you. Bye. March Madness is an event put together by James Malloy, with help this year from Siobhan. You can find them on Twitter at AndTheMeltdowns and at SpellboundMage, respectively. And the event has a Twitter at MarchMassness. Slugbug is played by Cassidy Caruso Neal who also edited this show and made the album art. You can find her on Twitter at MadLobotanist. Flickr is played by Charlie Caruso Neal, who can be found on Twitter at Magical underscore Pride, where you can find links to all of his podcasts and projects. Elliot is played by John, who can be found on Twitter at JFan999, and you can find his podcast at LTTNCast. Rex is played by Julian, who can be found on Twitter at BurningOleander and Waypoint Pod for his podcast. Apex City is normally run by Jeremy, who also did the music for this show. You can find him on Twitter at Tauyface, and you can find the show at Apex City Cast, as well as Stitcher, iTunes, or Eating Sap from a Mutant Tree. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next issue.